0: Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. So they always say that the money is in the list. And I'm sure you've heard this before if you've been around marketing and email marketing any amount of time. But the interesting thing is that with our email lists and actual open rates and conversions and link clicks, we actually get very low open rates from all the emails that we send. So today I'm going to talk about a strategy that will help you increase your open rates and therefore make more revenue if it's leading to the right thing. So I'll tell you all about it right after this. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us, who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler and thank you for joining me today. I'm here because I can't stand the fact that so many podcasters really, really want to make money. But we've been told a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense whenever we start a podcast and things like just start. If you build it, they will come create the content, start putting it out there. Don't worry about monetizing until you've been at least podcasting for a year. All of these things are some of the worst ideas together that I've ever heard, and so I'm here to... Help you focus on monetization much earlier in your journey. And I don't ever want another podcaster who truly wants to monetize to not know where to start or how to do it. And so that's why I'm here. And in case you haven't met me yet, I'm the CEO of Team Podcast. We're a full service podcast production company. We've been going strong almost 10 years. We produce about 350 episodes a month for about 60 different podcasts. And we love the production part of the process, we love making podcasting much easier for business owners and entrepreneurs. But the biggest thing we love to do is taking your podcast and turning it into a reliable revenue stream for your business across multiple different channels. And that might mean that through affiliates and sponsorships and email marketing and all these other things that you've got multiple ways to create full-time revenue from your podcast. So that's the mission. I'm on this year, and I hope I've been on it for several years now. But on this particular year, I'm trying to monetize 100 podcasts. And that's my goal. And so I can't do that by myself because I don't have 100 podcasts. I only have a couple right now. But uh, that can always change at any time because you know, you can't ever just have one podcast if you're addicted to it like I am. So anyway, that's why you're here, I hope, because you want to monetize your podcast. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about a strategy that I got from one of my masterminds that I'm in the other day, and it was someone that uh, their specialty is email marketing. And that's, you know, sometimes the beauty of being in masterminds is that you are around other people who have specialties that are not your area of expertise. I will tell you right off the bat, email marketing is not my forte. It is not something I have tested and done and tried every single thing on to know what the best strategies are. I'm probably smarter than the average bear when it comes to email marketing, but it's also one of those things that... We can put a lot of our skill set into with things like copywriting and, and other strategies and techniques to really try to move the needle. And the idea, I mean, if you're in marketing or you're in podcasting and you want to make money from it, everything that you put out there sort of gets measured and then optimized again, and then measured and tweaked and optimized again, and then measured. And there's this this constant adjustment that you're doing with the strategies and the tactics and the tools and the things that you're trying to see what is going to actually move the needle. Now, if you haven't done a lot of testing with a lot of your stuff yet, and to be honest, most podcasters haven't, they might have one lead magnet that they've tried. They might do good to get one email out a week. They might do well to have one product or something that they've put out there or one offer. But a lot of these things have not been tested and they've not been validated. They've not been optimized. And so if you're not familiar with testing, one of the principles of testing is that Even if you're whether you're doing an email campaign or you're running an ad campaign, uh, whatever it is, if if you go to optimize it because you're trying to improve your click through rates, your conversion rates or any other metric that you're measuring, one of the mistakes that a newbie can make is that whatever you had and you sent it out, and it came back with whatever numbers that you thought you could improve. What you only want to do with each iteration is change one thing. So in other words, I'm just going to take an email, for example. If I send out an email, and I send it to my list, and I send it out one way, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to send it out again, what I want to do is test one thing differently maybe that's a new subject email subject line is a big thing right so maybe i want to test a new email subject line but i don't want to test changing the email subject line changing the call to action changing this changing that and chain like revamping the whole email because if i send that second one out and it suddenly has better conversion rates or better click rates or better open rates or whatever you're measuring you won't know what it is that made the difference if you changed five things. I mean all of them might have improved, you know, and played a hand in improving the, you know, conversion rates or the metrics you're watching, but if you don't know that you only changed one thing, it could now be one of five things that impacted that. So you really still don't have a lot of valid data. You have sort of this idea that I improved it, but it's still a shot in the dark. And what we're looking for are things that we can do that are repeatable, that are measurable, and that really can move the needle on our stats and the things that we're measuring as far as campaigns and ads. It's the same thing if you have an ad, whether you're running it on Facebook or Google or YouTube or whatever. If you're changing things, You either want to change and test a new headline and maybe you want to test multiple new headlines and see which one works the best. And then maybe you want to let that run for a while, get more numbers, get more data. Now, maybe you want to try to improve it some more. Maybe you're going to take your ad creative, which is essentially your image, whether it's a video or a static image, whatever it is, maybe you're going to try to improve that. And now you're going to try to see and and test different versions of your ad. With a different image and see if that helps get more eyeballs onto it, get it further into the funnel, get it further down where people are clicking on your stuff. So you're always wanting to change just one thing and then gather the data. Test one thing, one change, and gather the data. Test another thing gather the data. And so, and you can test like multiple different versions of something at one time, but at the same time, you only want to make one change with it. And so, um, so what I want to tell you about today is a strategy that I got exposed to through my ClickFunnels Mastermind. And I felt really thankful that uh, this uh, email guru, (laughs) let's just call him that, in the group shared something. And I want to Tell you what the strategy is and then tell you how you would set it up because it's something that I think a lot of us should implement. And to be honest, open rates for email, if your open rates are above 10 percent, like the average open rate for email is like three percent and that's considered pretty good. So if your open rates are like 10 percent and you're already getting people to open your email, then, you know, getting them to click into the content is not your problem, right? Maybe you could improve it from 10% to 12% or something like that, and you could do that. But if you're getting that much of opening of your email, and you're still not getting conversions, then what you want to do is look at what your calls to action, look at the story that you're telling to drive home the points, look at what you're doing to change your false beliefs, and just look at your whole pitch. Because it's not your hook, your hook is your headline. And if people are getting in there and opening your email, and then they're not getting through uh, to the conversion part of it, then you've got a different problem than just the email open line. So this has to do specifically with email open rates. So Essentially, when you send out an email, let's just say you have five thousand people on your email list, and I'm, I'm throwing saying that as an easy number to do math around. But I also want to tell you that that five thousand in no way is average for a podcaster. I would say most podcasters, if they're starting from scratch, you know, or maybe they just have like a a local brick and mortar type business or uh, practice or something like that, that they have locally, they probably haven't been collecting emails. So they have emails of their clients and people who come and see them and, and who are patients or who are customers, but they haven't really been collecting what I would call leads and people that are, you know, interested in what they're doing, but maybe haven't bought yet. And they, could be potential customers. So, if you're just starting that process, uh, your journey to 1,000 subscribers on your email list will be sort of your first mission and your first goal because that could easily take you a year, depending on how you're doing it. If you're just trying to do it organically, yeah, it could take you a year to get to a thousand people. So, one of the things I want you to think about is how you stay in touch and how you keep your email list nurtured and the average podcaster that is not already in business and is already is not already um, collecting email addresses and that sort of thing they get email addresses on their list many times and then they don't really do a lot with them in other words they're not staying in touch with them frequently and you know I'm in the same situation I I I It's funny because when you set things up wrong, sometimes when you begin the journey of email marketing, what happens is it takes you a while to sort of right the ship and set things up the right way in order to begin actually using that list to pitch and make offers and and that sort of thing and get people into further into your funnel. So the strategy is essentially if you send out an email to your 5,000 people on your email list. And let's just say you have 1% of those people open your email and you send out that email, you give it a few days and you go in and look in your email software and you see that you have a 1% conversion rate on that open. The strategy was instead of just accepting that, and leaving that use your software your email marketing software cuz they're all pretty darn robust these days and take everyone that did not open that email and move them into a new segment of your list maybe you call it you know June newsletter did not open or something like that you you know you uh, label it according to what it was whatever the email is you sent it out label it according to that did not open The advice was to go back and take that same email that you sent out that they did not open, and you're going to send essentially the same content again, so the same email again, but you're going to send it with a different headline this time. You want to take your email headline that you just did from your original campaign that only got 1% opens. And everyone that didn't open it, you're now going to give them a completely different, a completely opposite email headline. So if you're headline appealed to like made an emotional appeal, then the new one, you need to make a logical appeal. If it was appealing to if it was cryptic and mysterious and just trying to get people to open, but you know, it didn't, then you want to be very clear in this one. So you're basically turning your email headline up. On its head and flipping the paradigm that you're coming from with that email to your list. Now, I want to give you one tool that is a free tool to use, but I find it invaluable, and it's called Subjectline.com, and it's just spelled the exact same way: Subjectline.com. And what you can do with Subjectline.com is you can go in and put in your email headline and the one that you're thinking about using, and then you click Analyze, and it will score it on a scale of zero to 100, 100 being obviously the best. You've knocked it out of the park. And so it looks for all the common things and it looks for all these. It assigns a point value to all these sort of rules that there are for headlines. And some of them are things like, oh, you had um, a word in there that is more than eight letters long. People are less likely to open it if it has more than eight letters long. Or you did not say anything um, to appeal to any sort of urgency um, to get them to open the email now or you didn't use enough action words in your email, uh, your subject line. So it'll tell you, it'll give you positive points for things that you did right, and it'll give you the negative points that it's deducting for the things that you forgot to do. So it's a really good way to sort of foolproof your email headlines. I try to do them to where I can get like, you know, 90% or above on every email that I send out. And I just use it as a tool because otherwise, I'm just guessing. But it's at least a way to keep me in a framework and keep me in a pattern of doing the most things that I know that are going to give me the highest chance of conversion that the market knows. Okay, so that's subjectline.com. Use that don't take your own chances. Um, And don't, you know, don't just randomly try things if you don't have a formula or framework for doing it. So use subjectline.com. So then you want to flip that headline around and come from a completely different paradigm and try sending it out again to your the rest of your list that didn't open. And so with that, most of the time, what you can do is, number one, you can get some new data. In other words, you can determine, you know, basically comparing those headlines. Now you've got like two two versions of that same email with a different headline, which one got the most opens, if the second one you sent out is actually, you know, gives you a 4% open rate, then that's amazing, because that tells you what, what to do next time, right to get a higher conversion rate. But at the same time, if you've got something that you're you're selling and you've got something that you're leading people down further in your funnel or you're nurturing them, eventually being able to get more opens, you know if you had one percent open and you sold you know two percent of the one percent, if you now have four percent open your email, And you sold the same amount, just 2%. Now you're selling 2% of the 4% instead of 1%. So theoretically, you've exponentially increased your revenue. And so I wanted to share that tip with you because I think so many times we just accept that email open rates are in the garbage can. And I will say that right now in marketing, because there are times where people feel like ad platforms, like paid ad platforms, like Facebook or Google ads or whatever are getting them very little ROI on the money that they're putting into it. It's getting harder and harder to get in front of your audience. The most important organic traffic method that you have is your email list. And the cool thing is, is that it doesn't cost you anything more to send out a second follow up email to those people who did not open your first email. Just by making these tweaks, you can increase your revenue and you can increase your conversion rate just because you're getting larger numbers of people. Right. And so. I would implement this every time you send out an email, especially if you've got something that you're wanting to sell that's leading directly to um, a landing page or something that's a conversion. And then from there, uh, begin tracking and begin watching. So it does two things. Number one, it gives you a second chance to get in front of those eyeballs. But number two, it gives you useful data And number three, it gives you much higher revenue coming into your business. So there's no reason not to do this other than, to be honest, we didn't think about it or we just got lazy and we just didn't want to take the effort to do it. But it's a simple tactic that I think it will help most of us to do that. I'm going to start doing this. It'll stretch my creativity with headlines and it'll also give me some data. And it's like almost like an A-B split test where you've got the same headline going out with the same email or you got different headlines I should say going out with the same email and so then you can do a direct comparison to see who converts and how many people you can get to open and that sort of thing. It's actually like giving you built-in AB split testing because you're sending the same email to the same list with a different headline so you've tested headline A on your original email and headline B on your follow-up email. And whichever one gets the highest conversion rate is going to begin to tell you what you need to know about what your audience responds to. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope this has been something that you can definitely use. It's very tactical. It's very strategic today. And I just wanted to share it because it was shared with me and I was like, wow, this is a great strategy. And whenever I hear those and whenever I get something I'm getting ready to do, I am going to also share it with you. So uh, if you need help with your podcast and understanding, what to do for your next steps for monetization and how to get to the next place where you can actually begin collecting leads and begin turning those into revenue and that sort of thing, the best way for you to do that is to simply hire me to do a podcast audit for you. I mean, it's that simple. I have this podcast audit and I've done so many of them. It's been so much fun for me to do because I get in there and we sort of go uh, deep on the technical, we go deep on the formatting, and then we also go deep on the sales strategy. Whenever we're looking, looking at everything you're doing for your podcast, so I would be happy to do a podcast audit for you. I listen to at least three or four of your episodes and give you feedback on it. I look at your website, I look at your feed, I look at your titles, I look at all the things that you're doing. I try to figure out from your website and from your podcast uh, sort of what your funnel is and. If it's non-existent to me, I'm going to suggest something for you and I'm going to give you a pathway where you can begin creating revenue. So if that's interesting to you, go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. It's just a podcast tune up that we're doing and you tune up your, you know, you maintain your house, you maintain your cars, and this is just a sort of maintenance that you can do to really optimize your performance of your podcast. So it's teampodcast.com forward forward slash tune up. I hope to see you there. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Oh, no, no, no. We're not advertising for Facebook anymore because we're pulling all of our communities off of Facebook. So if you want to come join the real community of people who are looking to monetize their podcast, PodcastSuccessHub.com. Go to PodcastSuccessHub.com and I'll see you there because I'm not going to be on Facebook. You guys have an awesome one. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you. About the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse not to join. And even if you say, Well, Christy, I can't make it. the certain time of day, whenever the um, challenge is, we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them, even if it's not where you can join us live. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I can't wait to see you there.